0: Plus. from the fifth quarter studios in madison wisconsin you're listening to coach unplugged and now your host steve collins hey
1: everybody welcome to coach unplugged um today uh, before we jump in, we'd love to, if you'd leave a review on iTunes and, or wherever you listen to podcasts, those five stars do really help. Um, we'd also like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Um, first of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I'll get it out. Um, not only are they innovative, unbelievable how shooting machines are, are have changed. You know, I remember when they used to have those long metal racks coming from the court, um, but how they've innovated, how they've put the trainers right in front of you unbelievable so go over and check it out also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better it's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches there's nothing else on the market like it nowhere else are you going to get the bat phone to the person running it no you know yes they might do quarterly or monthly or weekly calls but they're not they're not on your backing call if you have a question if you have an email trust me i will get back to you i will respond i will get on a call with you that day so come over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better let's head off to the podcast
2: listen i'm fat because i eat doritos okay that's why (laughs) i make the choice to eat doritos i love them terrific
1: right (laughs) right i mean that's what i don't get it's like yeah so that's your choice as a parent to sign him up that's your choice to decide that that's more important than Mm -hmm. i'm not telling you you have you have to do that (laughs) but like i yeah No, I think taking over a program too. You got to you got to draw that in the sand too. That's a line in the sand, man. Because if that kid all of a sudden does that, everybody from ever is going to know. Well, this kid got to do it.
2: Well, so we're not going to talk for two thirty eight, but I I love telling stories. So uh, I I actually cut a kid, a senior, um, and then we had a hole to do, and he got put back on the team. And I fell on the sword for that one when this whole thing went down. I said, listen, just put the kid back on the team. We don't need to. Right. So that was the first week of practice. This happened like the third week of practice. And when it happened, and then we, um, you know, the kid decided I'm going to play soccer. The AD came in the next morning to practice. And he said, hey, what's the deal with, you know, the kid? And I said, you know, he said, like, the mom called me. I said, yeah. And I told them. And he's like, uh, you know, he's he, he he was he had my back, but you know, he's playing the AD side. Right. Like, Listen, yep. I understand Yeah. But I said to him, I said, "Listen, I got to have some control over the program. You know, mm-hmm. I got to have some say in it. Some, a little, right, right, <laughs> right."
1: And what did he say to that? Like, he,
2: no, he was on board with it. He I, said, think, I think, I think, yeah.
1: I think you got to spell it out and hand it out to the parents and the kids at the beginning of the year and say, "Sign this." Well, yeah. I
2: didn't get the job till September, and there was a lot of – So, so, so yeah. that's what I
1: think in the offseason you got to think about because I have, like, an mm-hmm. expectations team and program expectations. Some people give kids passes. Mm-hmm. I don't even give them passes. Like, some coaches will say you get three missed practices, passes. They can't be a day before a game. I don't well, – are you kidding me? There's no way you're missing a practice. But
2: So at this other school that I worked, we, we had a very good program. We, me, and the assist, me and the head coach, ran the AAU in the spring, and we had these kids from sixth grade on. It's a very, it's a small group, one school here, single A school, but very successful in the state. And we had a kid who was a great kid, really good player. And his eighth grade year, his mother and father came to me and the head coach, and said, "Listen, next winter break, when he's in ninth grade, when Jackson, a freshman, he said, we are going to Ireland." to see my wife's grandmother for the last time. She's dying. You know, she lives in Ireland. And, and but they said, we're coming to you now. We said, absolutely. We said, but Jack's going to miss two games in that time. Right. So he's going to be suspended for the next two games when he comes back. And the parents could, they were like, absolutely, I get it. We just wanted to let you know beforehand. Right. But Jack missed four games that year. The two right. that he was away, and then he was suspended for. Here's two.
1: your action. Here's your consequence. As yeah. a parent, I would be like, i just letting you know. I totally get it. We wouldn't do this, but Grandma's dying, and we need to see Grandma.
2: Right. And the, but that's why they were totally fine with it because right. they understood the expectation. And
1: right. and that and that will come with time as you're around longer, Coach. That yeah. Time. yeah. 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 But like I said, I had to establish. You have to. You have to draw that line in the sand. Let's go back to that practice. Um, yeah. So i'm just looking so everything till six is this yeah everything six, till three. six is the same thing
2: yeah okay same thing you know a little bit two times each we know yeah. what the drill is now okay um then we go to a thing called perfect possession and uh, this is a defensive drill let me see okay. if i can explain this a buddy of mine is the uh, strength and conditioning coach at xavier okay and uh, he always sends me drills sends me things when we talk he gives me some things to do So this is – we're working on defense. Uh, So you put your five out there on defense. You put 45 seconds on the clock. Okay? Offense gets the ball. They start. You hit the clock. The clock's counting down. You just play one possession. If the offense scores, if the offense gets an offensive rebound – or if it goes out of bounds off the defense, so the offense retains possession. Any one of those three things happen. The whistle blows, the possession's over, the clock goes back to 45 seconds. Ah. If the defense gets a stop and a defensive rebound, obviously, or a steal, or the ball goes out of bounds on the offense, so the defense retains possession, the clock stops where it is. Say it stops at 32 seconds. Okay. Okay, there with that possession was 13 seconds long. It stops at 32 seconds. The offense gets another possession. Defense gets a stop at 20 seconds. The clock stops at 20 seconds. Offense gets another possession. If at eight seconds, the offense gets an offensive rebound, possession stops, clock goes back to the 45 seconds. I love that, drill. So you got to get to zero to get off.
1: That's brutal. That's like War. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> that's like real,
1: that's like fisticuffs in our practice that would be like yeah yeah oh i love that drill i love that drill okay <laughs> yeah that's like that's like game of thrones man you better yeah it for that. right but yeah.
2: but again that's building that toughness that it is yes i love that you know and it's what what xavier does it for is they have a thing i forget if it's battles or wars and my buddy who's a strength coach actually keeps track of it on the bench, if they get three stops in a row, that's a battle. They won a battle. And they figured out they have to win 11 battles in a game to win a game on the college level.
1: I've never heard it. I, so we we chart that. Like, like, I'll change. If someone scores on me three times or does something, then I'll change. But I love – He's saying if they stop someone three times it's three battles, they need eleven battles to win. Yeah, I love that. that in a college game, I bet it's I bet it's <clears> like <throat> three. I bet bet it's like eight battles. If you win eight battles, right. what you can do is go game. back and
2: watch film of a game and kind of again, you're a math guy. So yeah,
1: like, I love that because it is the the game is mm-hmm. little pieces.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we play stop score stop or stop score yep. stop score, where it's just. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I I come in and it's (laughs) games close at the end. I go, guys, all you need is a stop, a score, and a stop, and we got this thing. Yep. Like, and we've done it in practice. They kind of know what that feels like. Um, But I love that. Perfect possession. I love that.
2: So, the perfect possession is working on getting three stops in a row, basically. Basically, they're saying in 45 seconds, it should be about three stops for them, again, in a college game. Okay. Perfect. So it's working on something that they're directly charting. So you know,
1: the, the, the battles they're talking about is just getting three straight stops.
2: Three straight stops is a battle.
1: Okay. And they've got to get 11 at the collegiate level. So I'm yes. guessing – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out what it is for the high school level.
2: Right. Again, it's going to be adjusted by the number of possess- – sort of the average number What do you of possess- play in
1: your state, quarters or halves? Quarters. And how, many, well, how long are your quarters? Eight minutes. Yeah, we play 18-minute uh, halves. Okay. It's it's awesome.
2: Yeah, you like it? Oh, I do. Do you have a shot clock? No. Okay. Do you? No. I was quoted in an article this year about it. I took a lot of heat. I'm not a shot clock advocate.
1: I'm not either. Oh, my God. I found somebody else. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Like, I don't think we need a shot clock. Why do we need a shot clock? What's it going to do to the high school game?
2: That's what I said. This reporter that I know was talking to me, and then when the article came out, a bunch of people, I go, does it markedly improve the game? Just no. because you, just because there are more points doesn't mean it's a better basketball game. Right. And three, could you imagine the crappy shots that some high school kids would take if they have to take a shot every 20 seconds?
1: That's my biggest thing. Like, <laughs>
2: they take I, awful I, shots. I,
1: I, I've, I, I've coached guys that have played in the NBA. I've coached like 60 collegiate guys. Most of the time the shot clock comes down, my guys are going to be able to create a decent shot. You get to schools of 123 kids. And you're that's putting, thought, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then you're they're going to be horrible shots taken. My fourth one, you want a fourth one? Running a shot clock is not easy. And it's not easy. The, these officials are accountants and teachers and stuff during the day. How do they know if it touched the rim? There's that instant replay in a high school gym on a Tuesday night in January. It's installing like
2: installing all of it, training people, having quality people do it. Yeah, well, It's
1: not going to happen now. The world we're living in now, no one's putting shot clocks up. Are you kidding <laughs> me? So that's dead. That's dead in the water. Thank God. Yeah. I am not a shot clock. Advocate. I am not either. There's not many of us, but we can, we can have a shot. No shot clock party. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting stations.
2: So, yeah, shooting stations, we're going to do it's just a traditional five-spot shooting on one side. I'm telling
1: you, that's, I've, I've talked to enough coaches about I don't get enough shots up. I, I, that's, that's one of my kryptonites in practice. I have to work on getting more shots up for my guys. I just, I
2: don't. And one of the things I always say to my assistants is they shoot enough on their own. Like That's all they do when they're by themselves.
1: Yeah, but they don't during the season. And it's like, it's no. like, it's like putting. When you don't do it, you lose right. it. That's the problem. From a former shooter, and a shooter lives in this house. When we either one of us don't shoot for a while, we notice it. That's why, and it gets lost in practice planning. I think, especially late in the season, and I'm mm-hmm. guilty of it. I'm so guilty of it.
2: Yeah, I am. T- and my one assistant yells at me all the time.
1: Yeah, he, There's there's part of him that's right about it too. It's <laughs> like he, if you don't shoot, you're not. You you, you can lose that skill. You're not going to be as effective.
2: Right. So, right, we're doing five-spot shooting on one side. On the other side, we're doing finishing, you know, where they're driving in. We're hitting them with pads. Good, yeah. I love that Yep, You yep. know, and the one thing I do is I have, like, a full-length football pad, and I tell them if I put it straight up over my head, you got a pump fake, and then I'll bring it down yeah. and finish through the contact. Okay. You know, and the and some of them will dribble in, jump stop, I'll throw it straight up in the air, and they'll throw it right off the pad. And you're just like, come on, guys. <laughs> I know. Like, did you not see the pan? Like, did you think it was going to go? They
1: through don't. They the have pan? their mind made up. That's why they. That's why they run over three people to get to the basket. It's
2: Absolutely, like, port, and, port, and that's port. the whole thing, right? Jump, stop, and read what happens.
1: You You get a call when you're under control. The official will give you the benefit of the doubt if you're under control. If you yep. look out of control, they're not going to give you the call. Never. Never.
2: Never. And then, so now we're we're into the season. We're into games. So we're going to work on specifics of what's coming up. I think this was a uh, Thursday practice. Yeah. Thursday one, two, and we were at Woodridge on Friday one, three. Okay. So we're going to work now the last hour, we're going to work on what we're going to see in that game.
1: Yeah. And that's what, and that's what I tell coaches too. It's like, you got to, let's say having two hour practice, is probably long for end of the season, but let's say you have a two hour, you got to chunk out that 25, 30 minutes to worry about your opponent. And we map it out. Like, if we're, if we're playing on a Thursday, mo- Monday will be about us. Tuesday will be about us and them. Wednesday right. will be more about them. You know, you got to kind of decipher it, but I like that. Yeah.
2: So, right. So, for this particular team, our one and our two defense was a, uh, a box and one, a triangle and two, because they had, they had some good individual players. So, we were okay. going to throw a little junk defense at them. They play a two-three zone, so we were going to work on our zone offenses. Okay. Um, Actually, I want to show you. This was one we sort of invented on the fly. I don't know if anyone's, and I'm sure someone's done something like this, but we were we were just trying to, you know, come up with something so we could get. I tell
1: people that, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Let me see it. Uh, Well, I tell coaches too. If you need to work on something, invent something. Like, shoot, I I can't tell you the number of drills that I just came up with because we needed to work on X. So I figured right. a way to work on X. Like, well, this not, was an you know,
2: offense where we were just trying to. You
1: know. I don't know. It's internet. I'm telling you, the world is on the internet right now. I'm surprised the internet hasn't broken.
2: That's that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's like was like half
1: the world is on the internet right now.
2: Yeah, on a Friday <laughs> night, everybody's zooming. <laughs> Everyone's watching Netflix or whatever they're doing. Yeah. So, we called this. Our best player was our point guard too. Okay. So we called this, I don't know, four over or something, or four across, who the hell, whatever, you know. Name it Purple Monkey dishwasher. Yeah, whatever.
1: bingo. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So he would enter the ball to a wing. Now the ball's on the wing. And, yeah, this guy, the ball side elbow would dive to the corner. The opposite elbow would dive to the block. Okay. So the wing guy would immediately throw it to the corner. And when he did that, the point guard would flash right into here. And you would be surprised how many times we could throw it to our point guard right here. And now he's either got a shot or a dump down to the.
1: I love that. I, and, we, and we run a lot off of that. We call that kind of our chair set because it looks like a chair. Okay, like, yeah. It looks like a chair. And then we'll reverse it with the one. The one will come set a screen for the guy that has the ball. And then he'll go off that screen, go to the corner, and then the bigs X. Um, Okay. So it's kind of a continuity offense, but I love that. Yeah, I think that chair, you know, low block, high block, wing, corner, and then someone opposite, I call it a chair set because it looks like a chair a little bit. Um, Right.
2: We would tell that that opposite wing guy to find the opening on that low wing, high wing, because once we got it to our point guard here, right, he – He's got space. He wants space. He's got space. space. Yeah, because what happens is, the X is here. The other X is here. The X big is here. Right, he didn't give
1: him a layup up. Yeah,
2: right. This X, this other high X is he's he's here, but he's not looking at the point guard. Right. Most of the time, teams are trying to skip the ball. Right. So when he would dive in there, this guy would just be, you know, again we would run it maybe one time here one time in the second quarter, you know, it's not something we would run over and over again. Um, I wanted to, on the practice plan, I wanted to, on both of them, and then the end of practice, we do the same thing every day called close it out shooting. Okay. Okay? End of every practice all year. I've ended every practice like this for probably seven years in a row. Okay. On every level. I, I think I got it from, like, I was watching a Michigan State shooting drill or something. I don't know. And then I kind of like you said, I kind of modified it.
1: Yeah. Modified for first of all the number of baskets you have. You have to modify for your guys. That's right. what I tell people. It's like you gotta like read read your personnel a little bit.
2: So each line has a ball. Okay, we're gonna go for four minutes. All right. Yep. And this line's gonna shoot a three. Yep. He's gonna go get his own rebound. And pass it to the next guy in this line. This guy's shooting. So they're all shooting at the same time. Yep. And so this line is shooting, going, getting the rebound, pass to the next guy in this line, then he goes and fills in. Then, you know, so they rotate. So this line shoots and passes to this line. Now.
1: The For other couple of things, you can get a lot of shots up doing this.
2: So we have a goal that they have to make in four minutes. The beginning of the season, I tell them 35 because
1: okay. Okay.
2: that takes a lot. I had a freshman team that was awesome one year, years ago at the other school that I coached at. We got 81 in four minutes one time as a freshman team.
1: See, we do this as our warm-up <laughs> drill for shooting before a game, but we do four lines. Okay. Um, because I hate when people just stand there and just shoot and stuff, and this is like – so we'll put a corner, corner, wing, wing. Right. Four lines, and this is one of our shooting drills to start when we come out and do our warm-up. And it's boom, 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 boom. You get a lot of shots up fast.
2: And what we do here, the added things is, um, I like it because I say it works on everything. So when you shoot and you get your rebound and pass it here, the one thing we do is you have to close out.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah.
2: So the closeout shooting is a double entendre. It's closing out practice, but we're also working. So you pass it, you close out, break down and close out. Sometimes if you're a lot taller than the guy, maybe that's shooting, <laughs> you, what we'll, I'll tell him to just close out to the side. Right. Let him get the shot off. We're not trying to block our own guy's shot.
1: Right. Not. Yeah. You
2: know, <laughs> we want to work on the acts of closing out. Right. So, and then also communicating because the balls start bouncing around. So you got to communicate. If you're getting a pass from Paul, you got to say, Paul, 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 I'm open. So you're getting down, waiting for a pass. You know what I mean? You're down in a shooting position. The passer's got to throw a good pass. Great passes make great shots. Yes. You're closing out. You're going after the ball and hustling. You're working as a team because the team has a goal to get. Right. If we don't get the goal, a down and back, and we go again.
1: I love that. And you do that every day?
2: Every day. And the total will increase throughout the year once they hit it. The next day it'll be 38. And then usually this year I think we got to 55 was our goal pretty much consistently.
1: Consistently. Okay. Um, So if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do?
2: If I could only do three things at practice, I would dive after loose balls, rebound, and close out shooting. That's what I would do.
1: Okay. Those are, those, those are the skills that you are, you're, you're, you're not, you have to do those. Um, so how do you practice plan now that we've seen a couple of like, how do you do this? Do you like, obviously you're consistent in your first 45, but Mm -hmm. how do you do this? Do you map out a week? Do you do it when you come home? Do you do it after practice? You do it in the morning? How do you practice I'll usually
2: do it in the morning? Well, we practice every day. Again, if you look at the practice plans, we practice every day from five 45 to eight at our school. The girls practice early. I can't get to my school. So it just works out easier. Okay. Uh, so I'll evaluate kind of because, because I'm getting home at eight o'clock and I'm, you know, have some dinner or whatever. I'll think about it and sleep on it. And then the next morning I'll figure it out. And in the preseason, we tried to lay out, you know, all the things we needed to add in, like, you know, we need to start talking about, you know, man defense – help defense concepts. So, by the third day, we should start putting that in. By the fifth day, we should start with our motion offense, you know, our, our fifth set, which is our four-round-one motion. And, and, you know, by, this, by the eighth day, we should have an out-of-bounds play in, and, you know, building up to that first game to make sure that – again, we were starting completely from scratch this year. So
1: – It's, it's – to
2: um,
1: Yeah. You're building. All right, so let me ask a couple questions that don't have to do with practice planning that I always love Great. to ask. Um, is there one coaching moment we could dive into, like a success, a failure, something that a listener would get something out, a golden nugget? I refer to them as golden nuggets, but um, you know, is there one coaching moment you can dive into that our audience might learn from or something?
2: Um, it actually comes from the parent I was telling you about yeah. that went to Ireland uh, with, with that young man. <clears throat> and when I was applying for jobs, I had reached out to the father to write me a, I had rec- I wanted recommendations from kids that played for me, people that I worked with and parents of kids that I coached. Right. And what he had said to me was really interesting because his son's team was a good team. They weren't a great team. Two years before I had a great team that, uh, that was really an up and down team. and his son's team was definitely a decidedly more slow down team. We really didn't have a ball handler. So his son who was our six, four center actually handled the ball a lot. Okay, And I initiated the offense with him uh, just because he was really smart. So he could get us into everything. And okay. one of the great things he, he wrote in this letter, I've got it somewhere. He said, you know, one of coach de Blasio's greatest attributes is that he doesn't get stuck in his ways. And he, he, formulates his coaching around the team and talent that he has. And I think that's so important for high school coaches I do. because we're not getting, I'm just getting what I'm getting. I'm getting who shows up to the gym, right? You yeah. know, and listen, there are a ton of things I wanted to do this year that we didn't do because we just couldn't do them.
1: I love that. I was listening to a podcast, you know, when, um, I think it was Apollo 11 where they had all the stuff in the capsule and they had to figure out how to use all that stuff to get them home. Right. The, the, uh, somebody just did that with ventilators they literally went to home depot figured mm-hmm. out everything they needed at home Depot took it home and then figured out a way to make ventilator how to make a ventilator From the stuff you could get at home depot like it's problem solving it's 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 i love mm-hmm. that it's um so if you could describe your coaching philosophy, how would you describe your coaching philosophy
2: overall uh i think and if you listen to my podcast, we talk a lot about this, my friends are much in this, but I am too, is what, is what is our mission? Is our mission to be an extension of the classroom and the education of the young men that we have? Or is our mission to win basketball games?
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Winnings.
2: We all want to win games. Right. I had a great friend of mine who was a, a college coach. Now he works with the LA Clippers community outreach program. He said to me, why are you coaching? Are you coaching to win games? Because if you are, you'll never be satisfied because nobody's ever won all the games
1: right john did not win all his games he didn't coach win k, all the games coach k almost got his ass fired after about three yeah games,
2: he says so what's your so my coaching philosophy is that i'm an extension of the educational mission of the school right and that is to create well-rounded individuals who become uh active citizens in the country that we live in right and become good people and That goes back to some of these things we talked about. Well, that's what
1: I say too. It's like I'm trying to I'm I want you if you're gonna be a parent, I want you to be a good father someday. I want you to be a good husband someday, I want you to be a good citizen someday, I want you to come up with the solution for COVID-19. That's what I want. I don't the basketball games, you're gonna remember literally every time I fill the surveys out with my players, they remember the times more than the they remember like if you win a state championship, whatever they win that, they remember that stuff, but they remember the, you know, the hotel room or the bus trip or those are the things that they laugh about, you know, 20 years
2: later. The year I had the really good freshman team, we lost in – now, again, this is somewhat foreign when I talk to people from other states. We have 64 high schools in our county. In your county? In our county.
1: <laughs> That's all. 64
2: high schools. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, we have a freshman county tournament. And, again, we, I was at a small group, group one, single-A school, one of the small schools in the county. And we were undefeated and played in the county championship game. And we lost to one of the Catholic schools that, you know, recruits kids. And that was our only loss of the season. And it came right after the Giants had won the second Super Bowl against the Patriots, 2011-2012. Okay. I heard Eli Manning on the radio the day before the championship game. And he said, you know, he said, what what are you going to take from the season? He said, I'm not going to remember the games. I'm going to remember – the times in the hotel with the team and the pranks we played on each other in the locker room. And that's, and that's what I said to a reporter after the game. I said, that's what these kids are going to remember. Fine. We lost the championship game. That's, that's great. Terrific. It wasn't in the cards for us to win. That's fine. But they're going to remember everything else.
1: Right. And, I, I, and I, in I, fact, go.
2: one of the, one of the young men from that team, uh, two years ago, it'll be two years of September died in a car accident oh. at 21 years old. And, the the day it happened i I went over the house where a bunch of the kids were congregating and some of the parents and we didn't talk about a single game they talked about the crazy stuff i said to them in practice and yelling at them in the locker room and but we didn't talk about the physical games you know and this was only five six years later
1: so here's what i do when i when i speak at clinics and stuff and i talk about relationships and all that i said take 30 seconds right now in your head and picture the best coach you've ever had okay so then i give him 30 seconds and then i say the person next to you describe that coach describe that great coach that you had and i give him like 10 seconds to go do that and then i said i bet every one of you when you did that weren't describing x's and o's you weren't describing how they ran their man offense you were describing how they made you feel and the relationship you had with them it wasn't like coach ran the best man offense like (laughs) because that's not what you remember like you know uh, you remember how they made you feel what it was like you know all those kind of things so that's what it's like i think you're right it's it's um we're building we're building citizens basically we're building good Mm -hmm. people hopefully um
2: and that's what i think and i think that goes back to this kid that with the soccer thing 10 years from now he's i think he's going to look back at that as a positive you know when he grows up he
1: will and the thing is here he, he every kid i've cut most of the kids i've cut have realized why i've cut them most of them
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um or the hard discussions i've had to have of why you're not playing mm-hmm. later it sometimes it takes 5 years for some of them sometimes it takes 15 there's still a handful that still mm-hmm. will never get it i'm just the worst coach ever but most of them have eventually realize that you know this is the way it is, blah, blah, blah. You know, I needed to learn that lesson. Um, you know, and they move on. That's, that's, I, I
2: threw a kid out of a freshman practice. My first year as was coaching freshmen and there were a couple kids that came from another town, which was about four or five miles away. And it's the dead of winter in New Jersey, like Wisconsin, it's very cold. And I threw this kid Tristan out of practice. I don't remember why, but I did. And he had to walk home to the other town. Cause his parents weren't around to come pick him up. And their senior year, the one kid who I have a great relationship with to this day, he wrote me a letter. Uh, and, and one of the things that he said, he said, When you threw Tristan out of that practice freshman year, I didn't understand why, but now I understand. Right. You yeah. know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad made me do that from the little league field when I was a kid. I remember
2: that. Was he Press Maravich? It's <laughs> like,
1: go home. Um, all right. So I'm going to do rapid fire with you right now. Usually I, I'm going to ask you a question and usually these are ver- relatively short responses, but some okay. of them. All right. What's your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball you play with?
2: Can we curse on this podcast?
1: You, you, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to no. know. I'm going to say no. So I don't have to do the bad ratings on iTunes.
2: I don't give a rip. Okay. If you can shoot, it goes in the hoop no matter what basketball it is. It okay. ain't the basketball. It's you don't have a favorite error. one? You don't nope, have a feel one? I don't one. care.
1: You weren't nope. a shooter. I'm going to go on nope. record. Coach was not a nope. shooter. Nope. I wasn't. <laughs> Shooters have a feel. Okay, so, so here's my favorite. You theory. know what
2: I did? I dove on the floor for loose balls <laughs> and I got rebounds.
1: <laughs> so here's what I tell all the high school coaches out there. Use the ball that they're using in the most important game of the year, which is the state championship game. Right. Whatever ball that is, use that one all year. If it doesn't matter, use that ball. Hopefully, you're playing in the state championship, and they're using a Spalding or a Baden or whatever. They wouldn't.
2: They wouldn't have let us buy tickets to the state championship game this
1: year. <laughs> so. Oh, wh- one word. One word to describe your ideal player. Tough. Okay. One sporting event in the entire world. What would you go to, and why?
2: The British Open, 150th anniversary at St. Andrews in two years. Are because you going? British, because it's the British Open, and it's at St. Andrews.
1: I've walked St. Andrews with my wife.
2: Oh, I know. unbelievable! I've walked across the
1: bridge, the little bridge, Swoken Bridge. I've walked across it. Yeah, Sundays, Sundays, it's open to people. Yeah, it's like a people. A buddy picnic. of mine's
2: been there. Yeah, and
1: people picnic. My handicap's not good enough to golf there, so no, I would,
2: I would just picnic. That's yeah, fine. It's <laughs> awesome. It picnic is I, St. Andrews is terrific.
1: It's one of those places, and I'm I, I used to golf a lot more before I took coaching up, but I used to go. Um, it's one of those places you can just feel it. Like, you know what I mean? You can like
2: I've been to Augusta. Have you been to Augusta? I've
1: not been to Augusta.
2: I've been to the Masters four times. And it's right. You you like you literally when you walk into Augusta's property, you talk quieter. You genuflect. Like it's just right. like <laughs> How is that to watch it? It's unbelievable. And where did you stay in Atlanta? No, I stay I no, I I'm sorry. When I, when I went there, I lived in Columbia, South Carolina, only an hour away. So
1: oh, I just drove so, down. oh, that's yeah. easy then. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no place to stay there, from what I hear. No,
2: well, I have an uncle that lives there. That's how I got the tickets. And then one time my dad flew down, one time my brother flew down. Okay. We went. and it's But, yes, yeah, much like St. Andrews.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it is. Um, favorite pregame meal? Doritos?
2: <laughs> uh, peanut, peanut butter and jelly sandwich I eat every day for lunch.
1: Oh, I wish I could. My son's allergic to peanuts. I, I miss, uh, pe- I miss peanut butter. It's the easiest butter.
2: thing to make at 6 in the morning before I, you go to school. I, know. Right? I, mi-
1: just- I miss peanut butter. Um, one skill not being taught in today's game.
2: Uh, the rules of the game. And what do you mean by that? Kids don't know the rules because kids only watch highlights. That's
1: <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true.
2: <laughs> Any sport. Any kids sport. don't know the rules of the game. They watch highlights of
1: my son's 18. He's going to a little Ivy school. He's a really bright kid. I go downstairs. He's watching another, he's watching a YouTube channel of a kid playing a video game. I go, first of all, why don't you at least play the game? You're watching someone play the game and then talk about it. It's like, ah, just, I don't know. I sound like get off my porch, get off my porch. Like, get off my lawn. Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> yes. It's like Jesus. I'm not even that. I'm
2: only 42 and my friends already say that to me.
1: <laughs> um, one thing you do to relax.
2: Uh, one thing I do to, uh, to relax is uh, stand-up comedy. Does that relax you? It absolutely does. I, get, I don't get nervous. I, don't, I love just being on stage and telling jokes. And if people laugh, they laugh. If they don't, they don't. Mostly your, I want how, to feel how, how do you feel about
1: your set right now?
2: I'm working on new stuff because I, I don't do it during basketball season. It's okay. kind of like a hiatus. It's like a three-month hiatus, which is nice. Kind of breaks it up. So I just kind of write throughout the winter. And then when I emerge again in March to the comedy scene, it's all new material. So I I'm tell people
1: it's a little bit of a math problem because once a joke, once you get a joke to work, it's always going to work.
2: Yeah. <laughs> my, my biggest thing is I like to, I always say this, I like to make my audience feel uncomfortable a little I like 25% of the audience to not get the joke because then the other 75% laugh at the joke and laugh at the 25% of the people not getting it.
1: (laughs) Okay. That'd be interesting. So I have
2: like a lot of obscure references and a lot of them are thinkers. Not, not, you know, not like deep, deep thinkers, but like, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you one of my best closing jokes that I use. And again, if you don't get the reference, I'm going to ask you before the joke, do you know who Kate Spade is?
1: Yeah. Kate Spade is, um, my wife only has a Kate Spade purse.
2: Right, do you know what happened to Kate Spade?
1: She committed suicide, I believe.
2: Right, she hung herself.
1: Yes, okay.
2: So I do one-liners is my big thing that I've really okay. gotten into. And so I again, she if she was from New York, so around here this joke really works really well. I say uh, I was reading on the internet the other day that the Kate Spade line is coming out with a new line of handbags. They hang themselves. <laughs> Okay. sometimes i get groans and i'll walk on i'll hear the groans and go yep thank you i'm out of here perfect
1: <laughs> not the most pc one but yes i yeah see but that but you're 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 right you're that's pretty narrow that like i i i probably put myself in the 75 of who knows who she is and then right. how she died it's probably 10 percent of the population actually knows how she died
2: right and you say, I had a producer tell me this, uh, last August with uh, jokes and other jokes like that. You said, it's not the most PC joke, but he said, what you do, he goes, you take the audience to the edge and then they're saying the punchline in their head. He goes, so you're actually putting it on the audience. I didn't say anything about. Right. right?
1: You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's good. And and you, how long is your set? Like 10, 15 minutes?
2: Oh, I mean, I—if I really had to, I could do twenty-five to thirty minutes. You could
1: of really good stuff. And then you just keep doing the same stuff.
2: Well, like last summer, I did, and then you know it's like kind of seasonal.
1: And then you, uh, and then you, th- then you throw out some and put new ones in.
2: Yeah, I have about five new minutes right now that I'm working
1: on. Okay, because I tell I tell my math students it's like a math thing, like. Yeah, if you get 15 minutes, you can ride that 15 minutes forever, and then you just throw in new ones. And if they bomb three but times, also you just... math
2: wise, it's it's also sequencing, which is you know obviously mathematics, right? Know, how you yeah, sequence the jokes.
1: It's the flow. It's mm-hmm. the f- yeah, it is. There's definitely a flow to it, and as,
2: and especially with the one liners, it's really, it's really a puzzle piece. You know, it's really a puzzle that you have
1: to get. It's do carrot top, things. man. I'm telling you, I've. <laughs> It's like, have you ever seen him in person? I know, I know he's not, like, in the comic world, but it is literally machine gun. He keeps pulling props out. and Yeah. And, and the, thing is, the thing about him is why he's underappreciated is they're all, like, if he was doing it right now, it'd all be about COVID-19. Like he's, right. He's, he's not pulling. he's got some ones that I've always seen when he does it. But he's always pulling out jokes. And it's like, oh, that one didn't work. You know, it's like,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> he is pretty funny in person. Um, I was more, I was more like observational Seinfeldish, mm-hmm. um, More like what it was like to be a teacher. Because teacher, being a teacher ain't in you know, a high school. I don't school.
2: have a lot of teacher stuff. People always ask me that. I don't like. It, it, I, it's,
1: but you're not in a high school. I was. I have been in high school. High schools are funny, man. I'm telling you. It is like, I, I, I walk into one of my classes. I go, I could do 10 minutes on this class. Cause th- now I'd have to change the names to protect, the innocent, you gotta protect the innocent. You guys are like, like seriously, like John over, I could make fun of you for five minutes. Are you kidding me? There's five minutes worth of material. Like look how you're dressed. You're dressed like my grandma, you know, what the hell? It's like, I mean, that's what they don't get. It's like, that's what, it was very observational. High school stuff. fun. Yeah. If you listen, that's the key is to listen. Yes. They like, oh my God, it is mean girls 10 times 20. It's like the girls will eat each other. Swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) They are crazy at that that age.
2: I was Um, in an all girls high school for two and a half years.
1: So how much do you drink at night? A lot. (laughs) I mean, I can't imagine. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, B- Bobby Knight says the best coaching job's at an orphanage. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Don't have the parents. Um, One coaching technique you consider important:
2: the relationships you have with your kids. I'm telling
1: you, it's an underlying. People don't. It's not about X's and O's, people. It isn't. There's, talk about. I say this:
2: you can yell at any kid on your team if he knows you care about him.
1: Yep. If he knows if you, he knows you back,
2: truly care about it. Yep.
1: And that's, I'm telling you, I was, I've been talking to coaches for the last two weeks. That is the biggest part I'm missing right now is I'm not sure I'm going to have that connection next year. Cause I'm not spending that time with them right now when it's out of yeah. season. Like, and I, and I think my core is good. Cause they, they we spent so much time together, but it's like, they got to know you got their back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when you're coming, it's like parenting. It's no so different than parenting. It's like for me, uh, this
2: was such an important offseason This It's yeah. going to be my first full offseason with this group, and it's just it's yeah. I mean, shoot. I I can't nothing yeah. I can do about it. But
1: I know it's um our uh, best basketball player you've seen in person.
2: I've seen them all. Fortunately, I've seen LeBron James play. I've, I saw Steph Curry play when he was at Davidson. I saw LeBron James in the Cavs. I saw Kobe Bryant. I've seen Michael Jordan. I've seen Larry Bird. I've seen Magic Johnson. And I never saw Kareem or Bill Russell so, probably, oh, or Bill Russell, but my favorite basketball player of all time, or I think it's the best basketball player of all times, urban magic Johnson. So I'll
1: yep. say, that. and I, and, and here's the, well, I'm, I'm biased because Wesley's on the bucks right now, but I think there's, there's, there's pieces of Giannis that remind me of magic. He's yes. not there yet. He's not there yet. He's only 23 or 24, but his work ethic, his skill, the way he sees the court, how he wants to win. There's some, I mean, he could be in that category at some point. Yeah.
2: Magic was special.
1: Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin's basically going to give it with Giannis' state, so he can have Wisconsin (laughs) if you stay. Here you go. Yeah. Take take the state capital. You just stay. Um, Favorite. uh, No, I'm not going to do that one. Uh, One thing that helped you become a better
2: coach. Going to watch other coaches practice. And what do you get from that? You just get ideas. You you see how they structure things. You – I mean yeah you can get some technical drills, but you just see how they operate their practice like you said you do they coach in the middle of the floor what do their assistant coaches do I'm lucky there's a division three school here that's pretty good Ramapo college and uh, I've worked a lot of I've worked their camps for the last ten summers and I've become really close with the coach and I go up there three or four times a year to watch practice you know and again, like I said, you can take something technical from it but it's more taking how each person operates practice. Yeah. And it, it's, it, I tell people, just take a piece, just take a piece. You, you know, and, do, and yeah. to go back to my resume and I think I wrote it on the doc. I sent you, you know, I watched Tubby Smith practice every day for a year. Eddie Fogler practice every day for a year. Dave Oden practice every day for seven years. Darren Horn practice every day for a year. I think I wrote it on there. It's, that's almost 1500 wins in college basketball. Right. So, you know, <laughs> No better teaching tool than
1: that, right? And then, but but you're but you got to be you, like you got to right. be you, like they, you you run in your practice. What we just went over for the last hour is you. That's your practice. That's mm-hmm. what you do. That's why I wanted, That's why I'm partly I'm doing this just so people can see. There's this is not PC either, but there's more than one way of skinning a cat. Like there's yes. more than one way of doing something. They Absolutely. can all work. Um, uh, best game you've seen in person.
2: Oh, best game
1: of any sport or basketball? Any any sport. Any best game you've Uh, seen?
2: Well, a little bit of personal reason, uh, University of Virginia beating Florida State for their first ACC loss in football in 1995. My best friend was playing at UVA at the time. Okay. And Florida State had joined the ACC and run through the league for five years. But I was also at the uh, Kansas-Memphis National Championship game.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I, I put my Virginia game last year Lisa Semis probably. I mean that NCAA, we went to that and I took my son to that, but Oh it, wow.
2: That
1: was a great t- Tony's just Virginia's just yeah. Anyway.
2: I, I every day I want to coach more like Tony Bennett.
1: I know I love And him. I don't think
2: I can coach one new like Tony Bennett.
1: He just thinks, yeah. He's like his father. <laughs> He's just it's genetic. Um, what's your favorite quote? I think I have it here, but
2: yeah, a life is not important except in the, li- in the except in the impact it has on li- on others' lives. Jackie Robinson, who hangs in my living room
1: right over here with that quote. I love that. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Quiet. I'm going to say quiet.
2: Quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Um, Pause. You can't, dead silence on podcasts are bad. I had to fill it. Yeah, sorry. no, quiet. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We
2: were just talking about that today, it's, my brother and
1: I. It's like, you can't have that silence or I'm going to have to edit it out. It's, it's okay. Experimental. So, ooh, I like that. And why do you say Experimental.
2: Because I'm always willing to try new things.
1: I think that's important. I mean, that's important in life too. Um, best basketball coach of all time.
2: Best basketball coach of all time. It's hard not to say Mike Shashevsky.
1: Yep, I, I, <laughs> I would put him in that category. He's. Uh, I mean, he's in
2: the discussion. There's no he, way he's he, not in the discussion.
1: He's in the discussion. I think it's one of those things you can you could have a a podcast about just that. I think. Um, one one book you'd recommend.
2: My Losing Season by Pat Conroy.
1: I have that on my bookshelf behind me.
2: Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's one of the best books ever written. It's definitely the best book written for sports and for coaches and for athletes. I would love to get to a point – again, there's some things. I'd love to get to a point where my team practices in the morning before school. That's what I would love to get to a point, where I, where I have enough cachet to do that. I would also love to get to a point where throughout the season we could read a book together as a team.
1: And why would you want to do practice before?
2: Uh, I think the initial first week would be tough, but I think you would have kids' attention much better in the morning before school. I think they would perform better in school because they'd be up, they'd be awake, they would have just exercised for two hours. Um, You don't think they'll be tired? No, I think they would just adjust to it and – you know, once you have a kid as a freshman, he would know sophomore year, he's got to start going to bed earlier. And you tell them, listen, you come in, we practice for two hours hard in the morning. You go to school and at three o'clock you go home. Right. You don't worry about anything else.
1: I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to think about that. I mean, we've done it. I just haven't done it consistently because it seems right. like they're dragging sometimes and it's like, oh, by seventh hour, I'm trying to like get them moving. <laughs> um, what's one thing you tell a young coach? Or your or your young self. Either way,
2: ah, uh, just be flexible. Yeah, be you know, be adaptable. adaptable okay, is there is there one
1: specific thing that helped you become a better coach?
2: You know, I think I, <laughs> I think one skill that helps us become better at anything we do. I think uh, not just the specific things that you and I have. We're both teachers. We're both coaches. Uh, you're a parent. I'm not a parent, but listening. I think listening is a skill that can improve everything in your life.
1: I do too. All right, so one parting word for the, for the podcast listeners, Coach, other than the two of us are long-winded.
2: Uh, as Jesse Ventura famously said, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. No, that's
1: not <laughs> <laughs> Go find the 6'11 kid that lives in, uh, in, in New York City or something. I don't know. There's yeah. probably some good playgrounds. and If you're five minutes from New York, there's got to be some players.
2: Yeah, there are. They don't go to my school. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. No, be. you know what? With, with all this stuff out there, I'm not just saying it because I'm on this, but w- with all these, you know, podcasts and videos and, again, don't be afraid to go listen to these things. Go watch videos. Go, you know, see how a coach does this. See how a coach does that. You know, like you said, there's more than one. None of us have this mastered.
1: No, nobody has it mastered. What I tell people too, is like, I've almost been overwhelmed with all the free clinics and all the free stuff that I've been (laughs) watching. It's overwhelming to me. And I've been coaching for 30 years. So what you have to do is, yeah. So what I've gone down to is like, I'm not going to watch more than one thing a day. I'm going to pick something I think I need to focus on because otherwise I'm like, I'm grabbing all this stuff. And it's like, it's all this noise. It's like, I got to get through all the noise and just kind of like work on that, work on this, work on that, read a book. You know, right. don't,
2: don't think you know everything
1: yeah you'll never that's know big
2: with now. young that's big with young coaches they well i think
1: i think i i i obviously knew more in my 20s than i do in my 50s but, <laughs> i mean <laughs>
2: really
1: up here that I, I definitely thought i did i don't know anything now mm-hmm. it feels like but all right thank you coach hey everybody hope you enjoyed that if you want to support us you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com go over join 14 day free trial and then stop the car. Subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right, maybe. Have a good day.
2: Bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you
1: want to get mixed up in the family business.
2: Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.